Nashville, the place I call home. A place that stays in my heart no matter where I go. Tomorrow's challenges are certain, but Nashville will stay together and seek new frontiers just as in the generations before us. Today I know, if anyone should ask, I can stand up and proudly say, I believe in Nashville. <laughs> I keep pressing our fucking wrong I'm, buttons. I'm I know, I know, right now. I know, but you're saying shut the. Those, I'm just gonna go ahead and say it. You know, we're not gonna edit this one. Our and Bubs, Bubs is barely getting used to working with me as far as podcasts. Um, Novel went through it, G Money. If, if if you worked with me on Street Scholars or any kind of podcast. I'm kind of uh what's the word I'm looking for, Bubs? What's the word? Uh perfectionist annoying motherfucker. Um, thank you for the perfectionist. Um, that's good. But I I, I have expectation where it needs to be. So like I mean, guys, there are so many street scholar episodes that we pay for because we have to pay wacko and a lot of things that everybody pitches in money or whatever our sponsor pays for it. Whatever it is, there's so what? many people get paid to do this? There's so there's so many episodes and street scholars that we never aired, and sometimes we have a cool guest that comes on, and they go, "What happened to the show?" I go, "Oh, we uh, I just make an excuse like the audio was fucked up or something was wrong with it." But there's so many episodes, lost files that I never aired, and they would and people on on street scholars would get mad at me like, "Fool, what the fuck?" Like we went there, we recorded, we had a guest, and blah blah blah. I go, "I don't want to put it out. It was a bad show." So. That goes for the same with Nashville. As far as and usually Nashville is always by myself, or sometimes Novel would do with me. So Novel recorded a few episodes of me on Nashville, and he go, "What up to that show? You never put it out." I go, "I didn't like it. I didn't like it." And Bub's been on Nashville for maybe a couple months, maybe, and already three or four episodes. I said, "Um, nah, that's not gonna go on there." So. It is what it is. So, um, welcome to Nashville and welcome to my OC, my OCD with my podcast. But this is the way it is. This is how I am. So, me and Bubs actually recorded a podcast earlier this week. We're gonna do a bonus show, and today is a bonus show. It's Friday. It's Friday. I try to do the big boy thing. I, I I didn't do a good job at it, but this is the bonus show for Friday. <laughs> I'll do it. Leave the f- <laughs> leave the sound effects to me, please. And Buzz is getting used to it. Like she's all like, because a few episodes she go, what happened to that one episode? I go, I didn't put it out. And the last episode with that girl interview, I didn't, I I did not want to put that out. And I just felt bad for what? that. I oh, dude, the audio was so terrible. It was so bad and. I I literally want to delete it right now. Like I just I don't want it on there. I just it's the audio is trash. It's no offense to the interview. I, I thought the girl was amazing. I thought she was cool. I thought the interview was pretty good. It could have been better. I mean, it could always be better, no matter what, guys. Like anything you do, it could be better. Um, but I just felt like oh, I'll just leave it up there because I didn't think it. We're on episode ninety three right now, and not every episode is gonna be like. Perfect. Nothing anything perfect. But before I keep ranting on, ranting on, oh, real fast. So I got the I got I I, I got a, a a text message from Deanne Munoz, 
parentheses, Kier Mia. And Kier Mia runs the studio penthouse that we have in downtown LA for Street Scholars. That's where we've been in Street Scholars for the last two years. Two-story penthouse is really nice. And she finally, um, her lease is up finally, and she don't want to renew the lease, which is good for her because honestly, like, we're there like once a week, and she's there once a week. It's a two-story penthouse in downtown LA. The rent there is, I want to say, about $5,500 for that building. Lord have mercy. Yes, $5,500. So, um, like, we don't need to be there. We're there once a week. She's there, like, she's not there. Like, once she's there once a week, like I said. So, she said, you know what? I just, I, I gave my lease, so we have a 30-day notice, which I'm kind of happy about that. And this is why I'm happy about that, because I... Um, Logan, once again, Logan, I'm going to say God. Hope it's okay. <laughs> but everything is for, um, uh, uh, um, I don't believe in God's plan. I, I, I said that before. Like it's, it, I mean, God has a plan for all of us, but it's up to us. Like if God has a plan for you and you're not following his plan, then you're doing your own plan. And if your life is fucked up or whatever, then you're not going through God. God has a plan for you if you want it and you follow the instructions. That's God's plan. You know, so as far as that, before I start doing victory outreach again, um, besides that, I just feel like it's for a reason because we're supposed to start street scholars this upcoming Tuesday in, you know, like about three, four days. And we're supposed to start, um, start the new ep um, the new season with street scholars. And I've been, I've been, la I've been prolonging, I, not prolonging it, but I, I kind of stretch it out and I know Amaris and, um, and Sammy Sands back in the show and a lot of people and, and G Money, everybody's real anxious to get back on and get back on. And I just feel like, well, like, I don't want to say nobody. I just, I'm not, I'm not in a hurry to do Street Scholars. We've been doing it for about, I want to say two to three years now, maybe two, three years. And the reason I'm not, I'm not in a hurry to do it because I don't think anybody's ready. Like I'm putting a lot of my focus in Nashville and my other focus and raffle boys, other things that I got going on right now, like street scholars is right now in the back burner for sure. It's a, it's my least priority right now. And before it was number one, as far as business wise, you know, uh, it's, it's not number one right now. So everybody's anxious to go on go on. And like, and Buzz, you've been working for a little bit, so you can, you can understand how I feel about a lot of things. But like with Street Scholars, like that was my baby at once where I put a lot of energy, a lot of money, a lot of time, just a lot of, a, a lot of things into that podcast. And I felt like anybody that I brought on didn't match my energy. Like some people would just show up, like I don't want to say any host name or anything, but some people would just show up the day we're recording and they don't even know who the fuck the, our guest is. They don't know what topics right. we're talking about. I'm like, dude, are you fucking serious? And some some would even promote the show like they're supposed to promote the show. And I get it. Not everybody's going to be like a hardcore like me and go at it because they feel like it's not their baby, which is fine. I get it. But I feel like that's what kind of created Nashville where like I felt like if I'm going to do, if I'm going to put all my effort and energy and money into something and promote it, I might as well do it for myself, you know, I, and I don't need a editor here. I don't need a producer. Like everything I do on here, the mixer, like I YouTube a lot of things and I learned with the sound effects. I learned everything myself. I learned how to make flyers, promotion, like everything I've done. I literally learned on my own because, you know, Bubs knows now that I'm like not perfect. I'm very picky. Not only in love and, and, and girls, but I'm picky with podcast things and easy, right? So I feel like I need to do it myself. 
so with that being said, like everybody's anxious to go back on street scholars and I'm just like, no, everybody's anxious, but nobody's doing anything. The only one that's really helps out a lot, honestly, is G money. He does. He carries his own weight. He books a lot of guests for us. He does a lot of promo like G money's all about street scholars. But right now me and G money have our own little baby going on, you know, hashtag no homo, but we got raffle boys and, <laughs> and that's going really, really well for us. Like really well. And it's kind of like a, a new project. So anytime you have a new project uh, far as business, you got to treat like it's your baby, like it's your newborn. It's like having three kids or four kids, whatever. You know, the first kid you have, you give it a lot of attention, how, how Street Scholar was with me. But then, you but then you have another baby, whatever. Then you kind of, then you pay attention to the newborn and your kid you had before that. Okay, he's like a toddler. He's he like, if he gets hurt, like before you're, oh, if it gets hurt or whatever, so whatever, you know, like he'll be fine. But you have a newborn and you take care of it. You got a baby, your newborn, your new business. And that's why I'm doing Nashville and Raffle Boy and Street Scholar is on a back burner because i feel like um i don't have a lot of energy to do that right now so with with us having 30 notes in a penthouse is kind of like a a god I, I believe in god signs i look out for signs i'm looking for signs from god because i talk to god every single day and i ask him to give me a sign and you know people think when god talks to you think like it's gonna be like on um on Prince of Egypt with God's talking in the sky, hey Moses. Like I did a bad God voice right no, now. When when God talks to me, he sounds like Optimus Prime. <laughs> okay, and that and that's a good voice. I mean, I I, I hear <laughs> I hear him as a guy on the dad on Lion King. What's that? Um, the black guy's name? Mufasa. Yes, but his real name, I'm um, Edward King James almost. No, that's a Mexican okay. guy. <laughs> you, oh God. Not Selena's dad. Oh, yeah, that's uh, not Selena's dad. Uh, but you know what I'm talking about. It's that guy. Um, Game Joe Jones. Yes. Okay, that guy. That's like a good God voice, or even like a Morgan Freeman is a good God. Besides the fucking point, we're getting way ahead of ourselves. Besides the point, I'm just saying, like when I when God that's talks, that's fucking beat already. When God. I'm going to drop the beat in a little bit. And I'm going to drop this phone call with you in a little bit as well. But I just feel like he talked to me. I got that text today. And that's a saying. And that's a sign. Say, okay, hold on. Like, let's kick back a little bit, Rocky. Street scholars ain't ready to go back on yet. And I think God will let me know when it's ready to come back on. But with that being said, this is Nashville episode 93. And yo, Rock, drop me a sick ass beat. Shut your mouth, bubs. Kind of are gonna say that's a long beat. I'm it's going shorter. I'm beating shorter and shorter. I'm beating shorter and shorter. That sounds super weird. Super weird. It's cold over here in Cali. It's about 50 something degrees. And for Cali people, you know that's fucking freezing. Once again, me and Butter talking about COVID last episode, and I think. We'll talk about COVID a little more. I know you don't want to hear about it because COVID's everywhere. It's on Instagram. You know, you have, you know, unvaccinated, vaccinated, fighting with each other, beefing over each, beefing over it. Um, it's real. It's here. I feel like it's sad that death is a, like death is almost 
like normal it's always been normal but not like the way it is like we could go on instagram right now i could open my phone right now and i don't follow too many people but i guarantee you and it's sad because i'm not trying to prove it like i could go on on the stories right now and i'm gonna see somebody that passed away that's how death is right now if it's not from covid it's from how ruthless the world is it's something like death is is very common i feel like it's more common now than it was when i was younger it just feels really really it's a bad time and i know like three people that i know personally that passed away within the last month and it's just a, it's a sad sad thing and where i'm going with this is i am in i am gonna i, I do want to just just let you i don't, I don't want to do a whole segment on it or anything but i just think like we see so many gold fund gold funds we see gold funds gold funds and, and i'm not saying that gold funds is a bad thing i, I mean gold fund it's a it's an awesome app it's an awesome thing for you know if you need help then you know people could they have a chance opportunity to help you out you know out of stay out of the country or just far away or you know it just a, it's it's a really helping hand but once again it's a helping hand i think a lot of people are taking advantage of GoFund. i'm not talking about like death and all that i'm talking about like people that break the arm or something going on i even had somebody go on there and say oh it's a really bad time right now like i don't have that much money could you go go fund and it's just like okay like i don't know if it's for that and i'm not somebody to say what go for but come on people like we just we gotta try harder we gotta try harder to be successful and just just we gotta try harder not to like use other people i don't want to say use but we're so quick at like give me a hand like help me out help me out like help me help me help me and nobody wants to work for it almost and that goes for careers or anything right so i think with the GoFund, people are just using that i see people that passed away that have money they have money their friends have money their family has money and yet there's a GoFund and say, oh, help us bury, you know, our friend who passed away, which is sad that somebody passed away. I'm just using using this as an example, like, homie, like, like, like that person had money. You have money. Like everybody, like, I don't understand why you're so quick for the GoFund thing. Like, and some people are, are asking for like 40, 50 K, like what kind of what kind of funeral are you trying to have? You know, like, I don't, it just, it's crazy how there's so many GoFunds. I just look at i'm not like i said i'm not a life insurance broker or if that's what even what it's called i don't sell life insurance i don't get paid off that but guys like for 40 bucks a month it depends what kind of plan you have you could pay more and get more it depends you're qualified for it but for like 40 bucks a month that's gonna get you at least like 30 to 50 racks it's gonna be enough money to bury you and most of us I mean, not everybody. I know some of us do need help we, and we do need that GoFund, but a lot of us, we could afford 40, 50 bucks a month. And that just, it's a very unselfish thing to do to pass away. And you don't have, look at it, your family and your friends, they have, they're, you know, you, you gotta let them grieve over you and not worry about bearing you and asking for money because you should do that yourself. Like a lot of us, should, we should bury ourselves. Like my mom and dad and most people in my family and my family, they're pretty, my mom and dad, you know, they're well off, but they work for their shit. My mom got her master's, my dad, you know, they, they, they did a lot of things. They didn't ask for handouts or anything like that, but they already, it's sad, but they already paid for their plot. They went, they went to the um, Rose Hills in Rosemead 
They picked out their plot where they want to be buried together as, and they paid for it. They go, we didn't want their kids, us, you know, worrying about that kind of stuff. My grandparents is the same way. My aunt's uncles the same way. Everybody paid for their plots. But I'm not saying to go out there and pay for your plots. But I mean, if you could like, listen, if you could afford 40, 50 bucks, if it, it, it's actually going to cost you not to go to Buffalo Wild Wings that one time that month. It's worth it. It's worth it. Just it's it's just um peace of mind. It really is peace of mind. And I don't know. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people don't. I mean, and sadly, me and Alex were in a situation where we had to do our kid's funeral. I honestly, I wasn't prepared with her how expensive it was. Like the average cost of ours was probably like around seventy five, eight thousand um, dollars. But the average cost for a funeral in America is between seven to twelve thousand dollars. That's fucking expensive. And we're and we're talking about like and that's like a like a not a very expensive service if it's like seven eight thousand dollars whatever it's it is. It's definitely not a Catholic service for sure. Yeah. Oh my God, those Catholic services are <laughs> mind blowing. Like every time I go to Catholic church, I get so lost. I don't know when to take a knee, when to get up, when to say. I, the, the only part I, the only part I know about a Catholic church and. I think they, I think they actually changed it when they will say God is with you and everybody says and also with you. But I think they changed yeah. that. I go like, why are they changing they things? They did change that, right? So back to the yeah, life, in, back to the life insurance. I think it's something to look into, everybody. And just, I mean, I don't have a number to give to you, but I'm pretty sure you look it up yourself. It's not that hard, and you should check it out. But before we get too far into this conversation and to the next segment, I do want to go more into my personal life. I know I haven't done that in a while. I think the last four episodes, um, we had Mr. Untouchable Lazy at Conway Victory Outreach. And then I went with him and I did my, I, I did another one right after him. That was kind of another Victory Outreach. And then we have your story, which was an amazing story. And that was, a whole, that was a whole episode. And we did the last one with that girl. And that was a whole episode of her story. So I really haven't talked about my personal life or anything up to these days. So um, we'll be right back at this commercial break. Let me give you some dating advice. Are you looking for a special place for a special person for a special date? Well, take them to Garden Bar and Grill located in La Habra and Pico Rivera. Good food, good service. Be there. So I think on the last episode that I did about my personal life, I was kind of talking about how my chick who's not my chick, um, how she's, she wasn't talking to me. She's not, I didn't talk to her for like three weeks or whatever. I mean, when she shut the door, she shut the door pretty fucking hard and she locked it. And she had one like those New York locks, like three locks, like just, you lock the door completely. I couldn't get a hold of her, text her, call her. She would just kind of like when, um, girls like that. And there was girls like that. They're called women and they don't put up with bullshit. They don't, there's no tolerance for it. They're, they're not into games, especially like, especially moms, you know, like, um, Single moms, especially, they don't, I mean, a good single mom, I should say, because there's a lot of stupid ass single moms out there, but a good single mom, they don't have time to play with you, play your little games or whatever you're up to. So I think the last episode I did, um, um, Buzz, you remember the name? I could check it real fast. It was called, um, I was in the wrong. And that was 
episode 89. I was in the wrong. I kind of admitted what I did was wrong. It was a whole Denver trip. Some silly girl went with the uh, me and the family. And I could say I did the whole thing. Um, Eddie, you got the whole story. Go to episode 89. However, she finally, she finally started talking to me again. But she let it know, like, look, it, we're going to be friends. Like, I don't want to go that route really right now. The whole, I need to work with myself. And I get it. That's fine. But at the same time, she kind of, I want to say she kind of opened the door. Like, she cracked it open a little bit. Because now it's not locked. Now it's not locked. <laughs> she, yeah, she cracked it well, open. the ring doorbell. Yeah, pretty much like a ring doorbell. But she cracked it open, <laughs> bubs. And she has one of those doors where it has that little chain on it where it's open, but it has a little chain. So you can, you, you can kind of see through like an inch of the gap. So right now when I'm talking. I actually call those World War World War uh, Two chains. Okay. I, I didn't know their name, but I know like on Seinfeld, like, oh, oh, you fucking idiot. But I know like in New York, they have that shit. Like a lot of apartments in New York, they have that shit. So she has that on me right now where I'm talking to her. We're conversating. And, you know, like. The door's open, and it was funny because I, I was talking to my um to my hype man, and we all know who my fucking hype man is. That is fucking Novo. So I was telling Novo the whole story, kind of what I'm telling you right now. And I told Novo, yeah, she she cracked it open a little bit. It's open. It's open. He's an anal Novo. He's all Novo like talks in memes. All he knows is memes, and he talks in memes. Yeah. And now it goes, bro. If she unlocked it, she cracked it. You need to kick that shit down. You need to kick that door down. <laughs> I go, Novo, shut the fuck up. Like, bro, I'm not going to kick her door down. He's like, no, that's your time to kick it down. You got to show what you got. And he did a whole motivational, mean fucking talk. I go, Novo, take it easy. I'm like almost back to square one. I think on situations like that, when um you kind of fuck things up, you kind of sabotage things, I don't want to consider it like you're back to step one. Because on step one, there's... Like she trusts you kind of still and there's hope still. So step one is better. It's a better place that I'm at right now. Right now I'm like in negative, like I'm downstairs. I'm not even on a step. I'm like in a basement kind of like, I wish I was that step. <laughs> I wish I was that step one, you know, on, on, on the main floor. But right now I feel like I'm in the basement right now where I got to get to step one again. So, and, and that's building like trust and so on and so on. But you know, I did, I did, I did go to Bakersfield. Um, last week I drove over there just for, I knew it wouldn't be anything romantic. I knew it was going to be like no kissing or anything involved. Not that I, 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 and I'm gonna give it a shot. I'm going to give it a shot, but, um, I got shot <laughs> down. Go yeah. I, I, I got shot down, but I did go over there and we, we did go to the movies. We did, um, went to dinner, had some ice cream. It was like a date, but not a date. Cause you could tell like the, the, um, the romance tension or there was nothing. Not only say it was nothing there. It was, I mean, but you could tell her guard is really really up right now if, if if it's not it's higher than it ever was before and like i don't blame her because like she just doesn't like when you date somebody like that or you, you know you're into somebody like that they're not gonna fuck around with you like they're not gonna tolerate there's no tolerance at all and and, and as far as a grown-up a grown-up relationship but she did agree like she's gonna go to the ranking with me this monday i'm excited about that i'm excited about the game she's gonna go so i'm, I'm excited about the whole thing but you know once again like i said like um this is more my personal life which um i've been talking about like for like a month or two but however um yeah i, I um 
the door's open a little bit, but the door's open and we'll see if she cracks a little more open little by little, you know? So that's where I'm at. And I'm not going to say my love life because definitely not a love life, but that's where I am in my, well, I don't even know what you would call it, bubs. I, I don't know. Doghouse life. My doghouse life? Yeah. Um, yeah. Dog this is um doghouse. And it's funny because um, I know like, listen, I, I could paint a good picture and I could talk about it. And I said it before. I could, I, I, I could. I was talking to my cousin Stephanie and Steph those of you that, that play Raffle Boys, um, it's um Stephanie Nanas, I think that's her name on Instagram. And me here went to lunch the other day. And and she's a podcast listener. She's my cousin. She orders like the sweaters, the t-shirts without asking me for a discount. I can't get discounts if I wanted to, but she just orders shit. She's just um she supports, you know, and she likes the podcast. So um Stephanie and me here at lunch, and we're talking about the situation. And I kind of told her everything, you know, she's my cousin. So I told her everything was going on and tell me if this is how you like, if how you see it, bubs, like, or maybe you viewers out there, if this is the way you see it. Cause she said, you know what, the way you kind of talk about her on a podcast, you make her seem like she's a heartless bitch. Like you make her seem like she has no feelings, like she don't give a fuck. And you always play. And you know, I'm against the whole pity party thing. But she goes, you always say like you always the way you, you the way you portray it on on Nashville on a podcast, like you're the victim. You know, but now you now that you told me the whole thing, you know, I told her everything. She goes, You're the fucking idiot. She goes, I'm on her side. Like, I'm on her side and you're a fucking dumbass. And I told that to a, a couple people. I go, let me tell them that the whole story was going on. And um, I guess I'm the bad guy here. I guess I'm the bad guy. Um, do I do I see this to paint the pitch like that on, on the podcast? No, uh, to me, honestly, no, but I feel like I I really, I honestly really like her. I like you with her. And I don't necessarily, I've never met her in person, but from what I know of her, um, I think I, so I don't, I don't, I think that you guys, I, I'm rooting for you guys, but I don't think you paint her like that. I think that, yeah, we only hear your side because we don't get to hear from her. But I think that, I don't know, maybe it's because I know you and I know like when you're, when you're saying about stuff that went down, like I'll tell you like when you're wrong, but I'm also going to tell you like, well, yeah, girls don't you can't fuck with girls like who are real life about some shit like that. You know what I mean? Like, so no, I don't think of it that way. And I think a lot of times the way, the way it is, cause, um, I, I, I think maybe, uh, I've been seen for so long because, my, um, my ex wouldn't put it with that shit or any, like, I don't like, I, I, I don't date or take seriously like a stupid little chick. I just, I don't do it. Right. I never done that. I only had a handful of girlfriends my whole fucking life. If, if even a handful, to be honest with you. So I don't really fuck around with that kind of stuff, but I think I've been single so long and I, and I've been open to dating stupid chicks, dumb chicks, no motivation, you know, just whatever. I don't care. I just want to have a good time, not for a long time, you know? So I think I'm, <laughs> yeah, so I think I'm so used to like dating, maybe not, I don't even say dating, entertaining girls like that, that would put up with my, with, with my bullshit or whatever. And then you meet somebody that says, nah, like, and it's not going to happen. Like, I can't, like, she's like, she's a mom and she goes, I can't have, like, you're at, you're at strip clubs all the time. You're doing this. Even when you go out, like you're posting girls, butts, like you're posting people dancing, like you're out too much. And her son, like he's in high school. I don't want to get too much information in her personal life, but like, and I always said this, bubs, this is what I always said. I always kind of said like, 
I would never date a chick. And I even posted like a meme. I made a meme about it. I even posted like, I couldn't date a chick that has half naked pictures all over her, her Instagram because eventually my nephews who are in high school, my son, uh, my mom and dad, sister, like my whole family, cousins, they're all going to end up following that girl. And am I comfortable with them, with them following my chick who has half naked pictures on her Instagram? And I'm and, and my answer is no, that's embarrassing. And for her, like right. obviously I'm not gonna have no half naked pictures of myself, but for a guy thing, like if a guy, like let's say like her son or you know, her sister or even her mom and dad who are pastors or anybody in her family, like they, and and they follow me and they go to my Instagram story. I don't post a lot of shit, but as far as my stories, yeah, I can get carried away with my stories. And then she's, you know, they follow me on a story and they see me out with um Sammy Sam or just do some crazy shit. When they go, dude, like, what's up with your fucking man? This guy acting like he's single. He's here and there. Like, this guy don't know how to stay home. So I get that. And why would she want, like, her family members following me? So in, 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 her, in her case is, like, why would I date somebody that my family can't even follow because it's embarrassing? And she was, right. and she's she's been very cleared about that with me. She's been very clear as far as like, nah, like you know, are you the one like I want to grow with? Like, look what you're doing. Like, you're in your forties, like, and you're, you know, what I mean, like, I, I get it. And like, I could I could have done a whole a whole show and saying like, oh, like this is this, you know, I could did the whole pity party and I could have had you on my side, Rocky, Rock. I could have done that, but you know what? I I, I told my cousin Stephanie now. You know, maybe I'll say I'll do an episode on a podcast like that. Like I was kind of upset because me here be talking every day and I'll text her like in the morning and throughout the day she'll text back. We'll call, I'll call her. We'll, we'll talk on the phone for a while. And I go, you know what? I did my thing. I always do. And I, I had to almost check myself a little bit because I was getting upset because I go, you know, one time I go, I'm not going to text her today or, or I'm going to call her, you know, cause I just want to see like, if she hits me up and that day she didn't hit me up at all. I go, okay. Like, so if I didn't, if I hit her up and she didn't hit me back, then like, fuck it. She's not it. But I, I need to understand. I could have done the whole thing. Well, you know, fuck you. Like, like if you could go all day without talking to me, then like, you're not the one, you know, cause I have my principles and I, I talk about that kind of stuff, but I had to check myself before getting mad. Cause I had to tell myself, you know what, dude, you're lucky the door's even cracked open right now. Like you're better. Cause like, it's not like, she, right. like, I don't, <laughs> I don't expect her knocking on my door. Hey, what's up? You know? No, I go, no, like I had to knock on her door and before, before it was closed, but at least now she's opening it up a little bit where I can have conversations and eventually she'll be knocking on my door as well. And it'll be and, and she'll match the energy. But in situations like that, I know that the energy is not going to get matched, at least not right now. But enough about that. Enough about that. I just want to I just want to catch people up of what I've been up to and blah, blah, blah. I've been going to the gym. I've been hitting it. That's a different story. Bubs, what are you doing this weekend? Well, it's a it's a really cool, scary weekend for for me. Uh I haven't, I don't, well, I talked about it on my Instagram, but, um, so if you follow my and my husband's story, we've struggled with fertility and trying to start a family for like, um, coming on up, coming up on 11 years. And oh, wow. so we are trying actually tomorrow morning. I have our, my first appointment with a, a new fertility doctor. So hopefully we can start to try again to have a family. So that's what we're doing. That today. is super exciting like i'm like i'm yeah. i'm i'm just happy that's dope because i know i'm not gonna call it a situation but what you went through 
um, with your right. with your triplets. I mean, yeah, it was quadruplets. Yes. Oh <laughs> fuck! It was four. I thought it was three. Wow. Um, but any, but any, anything, even with the girl getting miscarriage or anything like that, I know it's it could be scary to have like even go that route because you've been through so much shit, like like a lot emotional. Like I could imagine. So for you to getting back on the horse, um, and your husband being the horse. <laughs> Oh my god, I fucking hate you. <laughs> but for you getting back on the horse and trying again, I think that's amazing. But so from what you said, like it's not gonna be like the sperm in a vagina thing, right? It's gonna be <laughs> Well yeah, so I don't I can carry. There's nothing wrong. Like I don't I don't have the fertility issue, so but I have absolutely no desire from what I went to. So you having before. sex because you're married. I heard when you ha when you get married, no. you don't Okay. <laughs> no, having give me all the sex. That's different. Really? But I don't. I just don't want. I'm not trying to have a baby. Like my view. Like when we were first trying to get pregnant, I was like, I just want to, you know, grow life inside of me. And uh -huh. like, no, bitch. Now I'm like, that's fucking alien shit. Absolutely not. That's disgusting. I don't want nothing to do with it. Um. So we're gonna use a surrogate. So we're gonna do IVF, and then we're gonna use a surrogate. It's beautiful. <laughs> I put the Christian music in the background. <laughs> I was putting at the Christian background music so you could just talk about like all lovely, lovely. Um, quick question for, before we leave, because I, I do want I do want um our viewers to know a little little bit more about you, Bubs. Um, give or take, or just it could be a ballpark number. How often would you say you and your man have sex a week? I. Uh, <laughs> what was that well, noise? Jesus. It's, I was thinking like you're going to say, oh yeah, tell us a little bit about you. What do you like to do for fun? Or what do you, what are your thoughts? That is fun. No, what do you how, mean? How often that is do fun. you and your husband have sex? Yes. So how, <laughs> uh, well, yeah. probably it, it's different. Like because we're married and we have different, you know, stuff going on. We try, we, when you're married, you he doesn't like, work like, and you're a Monet chick. So you have time, motherfucker. <laughs> so don't give me that well, shit. No, but listen, so, well, so no, but it's different. So like, he always wants to have sex in the morning. In my, I don't know. Oh my God. I don't know about other women out there. You're, a, you're a disgusting. Go ahead. But like my, my Bertha Buford is not awake in the morning. Like she don't wake up until probably like around 1130, 12. Um, so I'm not, I'm not, who, uh, uh, hold on, I'm, I'm lost. Who doesn't wake up at 11, 30, 12? Bertha Buford. That's your vagina. I think you, you named your vagina that, right? <laughs> I'm like, who are you doing threesome? Like yes. you're waiting on Bertha. Her name is, her name is, <laughs> that's her name a, is Bertha Buford. That's a, the worst vagina name ever, dude. <laughs> Bertha. Like you want to, <laughs> if we want to fuck Bertha, like, no, I don't want to fuck Bertha. Like who the, <laughs> Who wants to no. fuck Bertha? You know what's funny? Uh, everybody, every guy at one point had a name for his penis, and my name was Herbie. For mine. Wait, well, who, who, who was it again? Every guy named their penis at least once time, one time in their life. And when I did mine, I named my penis. It was Herbie. Herbie Hancock. That's a good one. I, I never had a last name. I was thinking about Herbie, thinking about Herbie Nash, but okay. <laughs> so, okay. <laughs> so, um, back to our serious conversation. So you're saying like, you never gave me a number. How many times you and your husband have sex? So let's, let's hear that number of us. 
So probably like let's say a good week. A good week I would probably say maybe at least once a day. You know, on a good week. If not at least two times a week. I mean, you know. It just depends. It depends on what we got going on. It depends on if it's a shark week. I mean there's there's things. With your things. You're it's so beautiful. Stupid. That's so beautiful, Bubs. <laughs> <That was> stupid. <laughs> You're so stupid. Has it always been like that? So, you, so once a once. No, oh my god, no. When we and my husband first got together, we literally have sex six times a day. Okay, now this is okay. Everybody, welcome back, novel to the show. Let's get novel applaud. <laughs> I'm serious. <laughs> this is um, this is novel, and you had six, you did not have six. Shut the first. Shut. Bubs. I will. I will go get my husband. I swear to God, literally like. Six, six times a That's impossible. I mean, How could he get hard and 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 get and have that much cum six times a day? First of all, have you have you seen me? Mm. How could he get hard? The <laughs> very easily. Uh, um, anyway, no, do you want to hear a really scandalous? Do you want to hear a really short scandalous story? I don't want to hear about your husband's penis. Okay, never mind. He says short, but go ahead. <laughs> okay, no. Um, so the me and my husband, like I. I was in like a, like a, I was in Bible school, right? And we had come down here because we were doing like a, not a mission, but like something. Missionary. And, um, yeah. And so you're supposed to be like, you know, devote the entire year to God, you know, whatever. But I met Alex and I fell in love and all this stuff. So we were supposed to be down here and I told them, well, I'm going to go see my dad. So they were like doing something and they were supposed to come pick me up because my car wasn't here because, you know, it was, I was in Arizona. Long story short. I was waiting for them to come pick me up, and me and my husband were, like, boning in the car while I'm waiting for my Bible school to come pick me up. And now the first time you had sex with your husband was in a car? No! That's not the first time I had sex with him. It's just one of the many times I had sex with him. had sex in a car at Bible study? That's, um, <laughs> that's not cool, dude. Bible study. I was waiting for, I was waiting for my... My Mormon van Bible school to pick me up. That's so not cool. And we're going to end the episode right there, everybody, with Bubba's sex story, having sex in the back of a car at a Bible study. That's really fucking, really adult of you. Very, very adult of you. I mean, I don't know. Just, it's Friday. You're not busy right now, Bubs. Just go to your man right now, your husband. Take his pants down. And just go down on him. Ew! That's ill? That's ill? I'm a mother. I don't do that. We're done talking. Everybody, Nashville episode 93. We're coming close to 100. Have a great weekend. We're going to see you guys Tuesday. And I I might let you know like, if the door is a little more open Tuesday. Or it could be shut all the way again. I don't Lord know. <laughs> yes. Anyway, we're out. Bubs, love you. See you later. Bye. Bye.